the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone, watching me on Facebook Live, at Anderson Speaks is my handle there, or on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, stuck in the entire country, WAVA. 105.1 FM right here in Arlington, Virginia, covering all of Northern Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, parts of Pennsylvania and West Virginia, not to mention Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, and I'm your bridge-building voice right here. And listen, today is Wisdom Wednesday. You know how we roll, right? Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, that's today, Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game today. Wisdom Wednesday. And we got a doozy for you. Ladies, I need your help here. All right? Men, I want your thoughts here, okay? Here's the topic. Womanhood, femininity, and female sexuality. Womanhood, femininity, and female sexuality. Here's my question. I, I need to have this conversation. I want you to help me out, men and women. Uh, how can a woman balance being classy and sexy. Uh, in, in this day of sexual harassment being exposed more and more, how do men and women draw appropriate boundaries while still relating freely together? Uh, there's confusion, right? There are men who are uh, exercising uh, undue influence and power over women because they're in a higher position. We know that that's wrong. You can't just uh, uh, fire a woman or, or treat a woman badly because she uh, won't uh, do the things that you want her to do sexually. We know that that's wrong. I'm talking more about where do you draw those lines? Uh, like women, you know, a woman called yesterday and she was talking about a, a woman being raped and then the woman went and told her dad and he told her, well, you shouldn't have been in that kind of place anyway and shouldn't be wearing those clothes anyway. And, and oftentimes the victim gets blamed, right? And so then she's pushed into a corner of silence and she doesn't say anything because maybe she feels like it is her fault. Maybe I shouldn't have been wearing that and all that other stuff. And so you get this sort of 
hodgepodge understanding of justice. Like uh, if I'm walking out on the streets of Baltimore or Washington and I have cash in my hand and I'm searching my wallet and I get robbed, I probably shouldn't have been doing that. It may not have been wise, but I wasn't asking anyone to rob me, so therefore it's still a crime. Women aren't asking anybody to, to rape them or to uh, even uh, be inappropriate with them. And at the same time, women want to, uh, many of them want to look sexy. They want to wear tight clothes and short skirts and show their legs and their cleavage and all of this, right? And so there's this sense of, I, I want to be sexy, but I want to be classy at the same time. And I want to go to work and be professional. And, and, and everybody has these mixed cues. We're not quite sure. Can I tell you you look nice? Uh, if I say you look light, nice, does that mean that I actually uh, offended you because you really don't uh, want me to compliment you on the way you the way you look, or maybe you do like that. You you know you want to show uh, that your hair is beautiful and that your face is beautiful and that your body's beautiful. And so, but somebody says to you, you, look great, and guess what? You feel really good about that. Is that wrong? No. Is it is it right? Of course it can be. What's the motive behind it? There's all of this. Or is it? Hey, I like when someone says I look nice, but not him. He's a creep. <laughs> okay. So that's what I want to talk about today. Womanhood. Femininity and female sexuality, it can be quite confusing for a lady to know, hey, can I look nice and still be a professional? Uh, am I sending the wrong cues? Is it wrong to be flirty? This is what I want to talk about today. I want to put it out on the table. I want you ladies to help the men out. I want you men to share what you're thinking. I want us to come, up, come across today with some appropriate boundaries along the way. Because, or do we just want men and women not to even work together? Not to even, if they do work together, they need to be robots. They need to not, uh, uh, you know, show their femininity, their masculinity. Let's just n make everybody uh, gender neutral and let's just focus on the human being. Is that what we want? I want to hear from you. I can't wait to have the conversation. Hopefully I won't get in trouble. You won't get in trouble. Let's just make it real talk and give each other some grace along the way. Are you cool with that? I am. So let's do it. 888-432-7434. 888-432-7434. Give me a call or remember the word bridge. That'll help you with the number. 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's pray together. Lord, we commit the show to you. We thank you for the distinctions of femininity and masculinity and attraction and sexuality and at the same time understanding boundaries and lines that should be drawn, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Help give us wisdom. That's why it's Wisdom Wednesday, so we ask you for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Together, everyone said what? Amen and amen. My phone lines are open. Go ahead and utilize them now. If you want to talk to me about this topic, what a doozy it is. 888-43-BRIDGE. The topic, womanhood, femininity, and female sexuality. How can a man, how can a woman balance being classy and sexy? Uh, should she, by the way? Uh, is uh, this a topic to try to help men and women draw appropriate boundaries while still relating well and freely uh, together, or are those days over? Now it's time to just uh, gender neutralize everyone and let's not uh, see difference and distinction in this way. 888-432-7434. My lines are wide open. Grab it now and let's get going. We'll kick it off in Arlington, Virginia with Kim, who's on the line. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the show. How you doing? 
Kim, are you there? Going once, going twice. I'm not sure what happened, Kim, but let's do this. Let me run to my commercial break, which I have to do now. When I get back, let's see if I can grab your call. Uh, maybe technically we have some issues, but I need to talk to you. I want to talk to you. And you're brave to be the first one on the line. I still have three lines open, so if you want to grab it behind Kim, do so now. And uh, as soon as I get back in three minutes, I'm going to take your calls. Womanhood, femininity, female sexuality. I'll be right back. I feel like taking chances. I feel a lot like 17. Hey, it's me again, the voice in your head. Look, we've been back and forth about replacing that roof a million times. Just do it already. You're ready now and go with Home Fix Custom Remodeling. Why? Because you can trust them and their work is great. Increase the value of your home with Home Fix Custom Remodeling. Honest remodelers you can actually trust. Start living happier now. Keep your home cool this summer. Mention this ad for a free attic installation when you purchase siding or windows for the full house or a new roof. Visit HomeFixCustomRemodeling.com. Hi, this is Dr. David Anderson. Sometimes people ask me, what kind of doctor are you? And I say, a doctor of philosophy. And they say, where did you get that? And I say, Oxford Graduate School. And they say, where is that? So Oxford Graduate School has a small English tutor campus in the hills of Tennessee. It's wonderful. And you not only study there, but you study at the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C., as well as at the University of Oxford in England. What a wonderful program. I did it for three years. You go for a week and study and then you have 60, 90, 120 days worth of reading, writing, and research to do. You do those cores about six or seven times, then you write a dissertation. I tell you what, I not only got my degree while I was a working adult as a pastor in a church, but it was a safe place, not only to learn, but a safe place to think. You want more information, check them out at ogs.edu. That's ogs.edu, or give them a call, 423-775-6596. Over 20 years ago, Dr. David Anderson started a church in Columbia, Maryland, where people would be sad they had to wait seven days to come back to church. (laughs) I think he's come pretty close. Hey, I'm Rich Becker, co-founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland, and I want to personally invite you to join Dr. Anderson and thousands of diverse people at Bridgeway Community Church any Sunday morning at one of three identical services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. It's inspiring, creative, relaxed, relevant, multicultural. But wait, there's more. Bridgeway is a full-service church. Bridge Kids Sunday mornings for ages birth through fifth grade. Student ministries for middle and high school, and it's really cool. Leverage for singles 18 to 25-year-olds. Men's groups, women's fellowship, singles groups, on and on. We even have a group called Blessed Stitches for people who just want to knit and chat. There's something for everyone at Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. Join us at our Performing Arts Theater this Sunday. All the details at bridgewayonline.org. That's bridgewayonline.org. Or call us, 410-992-5832. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. 
Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And we're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? It's Wisdom Wednesday, and we've got a doozy for you. Today's topic is uh, womanhood, femininity, and female sexuality. How can a woman balance being classy and sexy uh, in this uh, day of sexual harassment being exposed more and more? How do men and women draw appropriate boundaries while still relating together freely? Looks like Virginia's in the house. Let's go to Arlington and talk to Kim now. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm glad I got you here. What are you thinking today? Okay, good. <laughs> well, my feeling is, and I feel like we're all in this, you know, pool together, mm-hmm. and women need to have some responsibility and dress appropriately. Mm. You know, being sexy just doesn't come from wearing tight clothes, you know, and being sexy comes from having a relationship with somebody. Mm. And you just can't put it all out there and, you know, see who bites. to, you know, lust after women and all that. But the scripture teaches men don't lust after women. And yet when women are dressing in certain ways, again, it's still our responsibility to watch our eyes and things of that sort. But it's not not always that easy, Kim, <laughs> as a man. I, that's exactly, exactly. You know, it's like everybody needs to have some responsibility in this whole issue. Well, I sure appreciate you. you. Know, and, and yes, it's not right at work, but, you know, it's workplace Yeah. No, I hear you. I appreciate you being the first one out on this one. And let's see what others have to say. I appreciate you from Arlington, Virginia. Let's stay in Virginia. Carl is on the line and he's in Sterling, Virginia. How's it going, Mr. Carl? Hey, how you doing today, man? I'm doing really, really good. And this is a hot topic. You ready to jump in the pool with me? Definitely, definitely, man. I had a nice hot second to think about this. And I was just one, I wanted to say that, um, when we talk about what's sexy, first of all, you have uh, a situation where the media itself kind of influences people to believe what sexy is. Because okay. when you look at a lot of TV and movies, music videos and all this, they show more the raunchy side, right. which play, portrays a more lustful side. And it's not like and people are not watching it, Carl. They, they don't bring, huh? It's not like people are not well, watching it either, right? Like, I mean, well, it's like, they get these ratings and more and more people watching it, so they wouldn't do it yeah, because if nobody sells, would watch it, but right? But the thing is, there's a, there's a certain kind of sexy mm-hmm. where class is involved as well. 
And right. that's the part that's being downplayed, except by the women that is just not having it. Mm. Now, at the same time, we have to look at this fact also. Okay. Many women are different, and they have their own opinion of what sexy is. Women have their own definition of what sexy is. Mm-hmm. So some of them honestly believe that they have to show more skin and wear a lot of tight clothing to be sexy, where other women can look very beautiful and classiness, you know, very classy, and the classiness within itself. Yeah can bring about its own form of sexiness. Okay, now, Carl, you know, let me, it's, it's let me ask you a question. Thing. Carl, let me ask you a question as a man. Do you think there is a difference, sure. a difference between being classy and being sexy as a man? There is a difference to a certain point because yeah. there, there actually is a middle ground that exists between. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But a lot of women don't know where that middle ground is, and by then they form their own definition. I've seen women yeah. that have been well covered by the way they dress. Yeah. It's not just the way they dress. It might be in their walk. It might be in their smile. Yeah. The way they wear their hair. You know, sexiness or and classiness, classiness and sexiness both have uh, 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 different variables with them Yeah, not, that, that add to the to the complete class. You well, know what I mean? Hey, you're right, and I appreciate your call, and thanks a lot, Carl. This is why it's difficult to be a woman. I was talking to a lady about this, and, you know, it's difficult because they're trying to read too, right? Like, you want to feel good about yourself, and most women I know don't, okay, honestly. Like, 90% of the women I know are not satisfied with how they look, all right? Whereas probably 90% of the guys I know don't even care. I mean, about, you know, about, I mean, they care about the way they look. Many of us do. Um, But it doesn't affect our esteem and our value in the same way it seems to affect women. So then it's sort of difficult being a woman, at least in Western culture, trying to figure out, hey, I want to feel good about myself. But I also, I suppose I have some responsibility with the way I communicate myself to the other gender and so what to wear is actually probably a bigger deal to most women than it is to most men. Uh, I don't know. I, I want to have the conversation. I just want to put it out. It's Wisdom Wednesday. This is real talk, right? So we can kind of be real here and still be respectful. If you want to talk to me about it, if you have thoughts about it, even if you have questions about it, give me a call. 888-432-7434. Trying to memorize the number. Remember the word bridge. 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's go on the road in Virginia with Darlene, who's on the line. Hi, Darlene. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Anderson. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Um, I'm going to get right to the point here. I do believe that we are very misguided in what we think sexy is. Mm. I don't believe that sexy is all in the clothes that you wear. I really Mm. believe what sexy is is the way you carry yourself, the confidence you have in yourself, I yeah. really believe that sexiness really comes from inside mm. and, and therefore shows outside. Mm. That, to me, is what really sexy is. Mm. Well, you make a good point because when men see women, they may see outwardly what their body shape or whatever is. But as soon as a woman smiles, talks, the way she carries herself, mm-hmm. the confidence that she has, that can carry mm-hmm. way beyond the way she looks, even if she doesn't have the, you know, the best Hollywood body. I don't know what the best body is, okay? You know, Absolutely. culturally, racially, or whatever. I don't even know what the best body type is. All I know is it almost doesn't matter the body type. When a man sees a woman carrying herself the way you're talking about, Darlene, it can be, I don't know whether it's sexy or classy, but I know it can be very attractive. 
Don't you agree? I think actually it, it can be it can be both. Um, I work in a uniform, and I I I see um, men and women, mm. and they're in uniforms, not in what I guess some people would consider sexy clothes. Mm. Mm. Um, but I I see the way they walk, and I think. Gosh, that's so attractive. That is so nice. Huh. And yes, I do believe uh, that some men walk in a very sexy way, but it's the way, you know, it, it's, it's all about who they are. And mm. the same with the women. And mind you, again, we are wearing uniforms, huh. not necessarily what you would think sexy is. Okay. <laughs> now, you got, now, you done opened the door. I got to ask you this. Okay. Two things. First of all, uh -huh. what kind of uniform? And then secondly, what does sexy look like on a man? I never even thought about it for the men. I was just thinking about it for the women. So now that I heard you, Darlene, say a man can look sexy by the way he walks, I need to know what you're talking about. Okay, go. Oh, sexy looks so good on a man. Um, I work for an airline. Airline. <laughs> I work for an airline. Okay. Uh -huh. And, um, yeah, I, I do believe it's the way in which a man Like standing up straight? The way he walking walks. with confidence? What is it? You know what? Yeah, yeah. Standing up straight, not slouching, not walking with his hands in his pants, walking with confidence. Uh, oh. When they look at you, they really look at you. Mm. And when they talk to you, they are really talking to you. That is really sexy to be engaged that way. With I, I think with anybody. I'm a married woman, so, you know, I yeah. I see sexy as very different. I, I, I see my husband as very sexy. Mm -hmm. But I, I see other things, too. Um, not that I'm looking right. uh, for sexiness. Sometimes it just jumps out, and there it is. Mm. Look at that. Darlene, you on real talk right here. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you calling while you're on the road. You, you probably had to pull over. <laughs> you know, Dr. Anderson, I love your program. Thank you so much for what you do. Uh, I listen to you every single day, and, and I'm so thrilled when I get to uh, talk to you. I've talked to you only once before, but I thought, you know, I've got to jump in on this one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, be safe on those airlines, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you again for everything you do for all of us listeners out there. You Thanks, got Dr. it. Anderson. That's Darlene. She's on the road in Virginia. So how about that? We learned something, huh? Even in a uniform. How about it? Come on. It's real talk. It's Wisdom Wednesday. Don't you go anywhere. I'm not leaving you yet. In fact, I want to go to uh, Washington, D.C. and talk to Mary. I've not been in D.C. yet. Hey, Mary, how you doing? Hi, Dr. Anderson. Thank you for taking my call. I, mm -hmm. quite frankly, I, I have to ask you this. It, um, well, I'm not sure if this is in line with the topic, but I know that women carry a lot of load and, and heaviness in yeah. terms of family and children and True. work, yeah. trying to balance. I, um, I'm not really sure if that's in line with the topic of womanhood. If it yeah. is, then I can ask my question. Yeah, ask your question. I want to hear you. Okay, well, the question is this. I actually want to stop working and stay home. Okay. Um, I'm making over a six-figure income. My husband is making over a six-figure income. Okay. And uh, we have a daughter in college. We have one senior in high school, okay. one in middle school. And we're doing very well financially, uh, retirement and savings. And I really do want to stop working because I'm going through a lot of stress at work. Okay. And to the point where I sleep well at night and I've been talking to him that I really, you know, balancing home, family, work, church, everything is just, I feel so heavy laden. So what do you think about I want it? To quit my, he feels that if, if, as a child of God, I'm not supposed to be under that kind of stress, that I'm supposed to lay it all at the feet of Christ 
and let it be there. And, and if I do that, then I wouldn't be going through so much, you know, allowing the stress or work to afford me the way it is. Well, I mean, that's, and I'm afraid of that's true, but it has that. nothing to that's true, but it has nothing to do with the topic at hand. The topic at hand is should you stay home or not? You're financially secure. You want to get some of that stress off of you, whether you're managing the stress yeah. at work or whether it's going to be stress at home. The question is, uh, you want to stay home. Uh, do you want to stay home just because of that particular job or you want to just stay home because you put in a lot of work in your life and now you want to kind of turn your attention elsewhere? Well, I want to. I actually have been looking for another job, so I really want to leave this job because before I die, honestly, I'm really under a lot of stress, and okay. I've, I've cried so many times at home, and so that's the reason. I'm, okay. And I leave this job not because I'm staying home. I'll be looking while I continue to look for another job. But he doesn't right. think it's, it's the will of God that I leave the job. He thinks I should stay in the job until I find another job. He doesn't. Oh, I he see. Thinks, he he yeah. feels that. He feels that the demons that are operating there will follow me to the new job. So why don't you deal with it now and get it over with? Then, Mm. you know, that's... Well, you're dealing with two different things here. You're dealing with a man who's in authority over you and he's your husband. But at the same time, you are financially secure. If you can convince him that, listen, I want to get another job, but I'd like a break between jobs. And here is our financial plan in order to do it. Can you support me in doing this? I'd love to explore. I've supported you. You've supported me. I'd love to explore it. If he knows it's a bridge building time between one job and the next job and you and ask him for support, I think that may actually be a better way to go at it uh, so he's not looking at it simply as demons uh, of, of stress and anxiety. When you have sleep apnea, traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big, bulky home CPAP device with you everywhere you go. But not anymore. Now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. And right now, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. So call now, 1-800-600-4133. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-600-4133. Again, that's 1-800-600-4133. Welcome to a minute of ministry calling from Capital Seminary and Graduate School in Greenbelt, Maryland. Here's Dean and Site Director Dr. Michael Black. Have you sensed a calling in your life to enter full-time ministry but have been stuck in taking the next steps? Here at Capital Seminary Graduate School in Greenbelt, we can help you explore educational options for ministry learning, including pastoral studies, leadership, biblical studies, and professional counseling. We have hundreds of part-time adult students that are furthering their education for the ministry calling they have. I want to personally invite you to come out and visit Capital Seminary Graduate School in Greenbelt. You're visit will be a great opportunity to meet our seminary and graduate school faculty and staff and to hear about our programs. Come and visit the Capitol Seminary and Graduate School at the Greenbelt, Maryland campus. To find out more, go to lbc.edu slash visit Greenbelt. Capital is a division of Lancaster Bible College. Life is all about choices. Cars, shoes, appliances, pretty much everything you buy. 
And when it comes to life insurance, SelectQuote offers you a choice of your best prices from up to 15 great life insurance companies and over 100 different policies. So you not only get the perfect life insurance for your needs, you probably save hundreds of dollars in the bargain. Jason is 40. He controls his cholesterol with meds, but is in good health. SelectQuote got him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. SelectQuote, it's all about choices. To see how affordable life insurance can be for you, go to SelectQuote.com or call 1-800-671-7070. That's 1-800-671-7070. 1-800-671-7070. Over a million people know, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. And we're back. It's womanhood, femininity, female sexuality. If you're just joining us, you came in on a great show, Wisdom Wednesday. For those of you on Facebook Live, I'm sorry it's not up today. This would be a great one to go back to, but uh, sometimes you have technical difficulties, and this is one of those days. But listen, if you're hearing me on the air, 105.1 FM, right here on WAVA. I'm so glad you're tuned in. You still got time. There's still uh, 30 more minutes. If you want to tell a friend, got to tune in. Dr. Anderson is on Wisdom Wednesday. He's talking about womanhood, femininity, and female sexuality. If you're just joining us, here's the question on the table. How can a woman balance being classy and sexy? Should she? In this day of sexual harassment being exposed more and more, how do men and women draw appropriate boundaries while still relating freely? Or should they not relate freely anymore? Should you know we be re- robots and sort of just kind of uh, neutralize our genders and just kind of work with one another and not even noticing uh, the differentness that God has? I believe God has distinctly made male and female to represent to represent Him. Well, if you want to join the conversation, my number is eight 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 four three two seventy four thirty four. That's uh, 88843-BRIDGE. All right, Mike's on the road. He's in Maryland. Let's go there. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm great, Doc. Yeah, what a, what a question. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So as a guy, what are you thinking here? Well, the, the idea of what is feminine is, is definitely changing. You know, just a couple nights ago, I was watching women's CrossFit. Now, mm. definitely half of uh, the women were you know, more muscly than my taste, but the mm-hmm. other half, uh, you know, not so much, you know, that was okay. Mm-hmm. And then I bet you 30 years ago that would, uh, you know, everyone probably would, oh, that, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it, it, the concept is definitely changing. Yeah. But at the workplace, the workplace, I don't know, I guess the lawyers have messed it up. And, yeah, at the workplace, quite frankly, I think we are moving more into a just, just don't flirt at work. Mm. because, uh, you know, the, the line is just so hard to draw. Well, and you get yourself in trouble uh, if you do. Uh, you know, not quite sure if you're offending someone. Now, you know, I think your scriptures help us here, Mike, and you set up something, uh, actually, I wanted to say, and that is, you know, if you're offended by somebody, even if it's in the workplace, I think you ought to go to them directly and tell them they're, you've been offended. And then hopefully you win your brother or sister right there. Even if they're not a Christian, you deal with it face-to-face. If that doesn't work, 
then take it to HR. But I don't think people ought to just run to HR because somebody said something that they shouldn't have, have said. I, I think that the biblical way is you confront somebody face-to-face -face that way first. What do you think about that? Well, what I think is that that's, again, that's in the ever-changing concept of femininity. I think the femininity, femininity tells women or are, are, girls are growing up to taught not to confront, that confrontation is bad. Women are socialized to cooperate. So I think mm. to get them to confront is, is, goes against the way they're socialized. Mm. Uh, you know, now that's probably changing, but I, you know, I, so yeah, I think, mm. I think nine times out of 10, someone's going to run to HR because, uh, you know, someone they think is creepy said, you know, again, if you're, if you're a sexy man, like you've heard there is such a thing, if you're a sexy man, it's okay. But if you're creepy, oh boy, God help you. <laughs> that's right. Watch out. Don't be the creeper in the office. Thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, I'm going to run to my break now. As soon as I get back, uh, Laurel, Mount Airy, Silver Spring, King George, Virginia, I'm coming right to you. So don't y'all go anywhere. You're tuned in to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Sexy, classy, what are those boundaries? We'll be right back. I'm getting text, phone calls. I'm getting calls on the show. This is a hot topic, even though it's Wisdom Wednesday. It's not supposed to be a tough topic Wednesday, but I tell you, it's a good one, isn't it? We're talking, if you're just joining us, about womanhood, womanhood, femininity, and female sexuality. How can a woman balance being classy and sexy? 
Uh, should she? Uh, and in this day of sexual harassment being exposed more and more, how do men and women uh, draw appropriate you know, lines, if you will, or boundaries while, while relating freely to one another? So that's what we're talking about. If you want to jump in, I have one line, uh, 888-43-BRIDGE. All right, let's go to Mount Airy, Maryland. I've got Melissa on the line. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Dr. Anderson. Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so well and glad that you're hanging with me. What do you think about today's topic? Oh, I have so much to, to even <laughs> consider on this topic. Okay. But I wanted to jump in with, I think um, I think it's being overthought. Like, I don't really think it's that hard to be a woman. I do, I mm. do acknowledge that girls are being raised, I think, today to believe that their value is based on their sensuality and mm-hmm. not on their gifts and their values and their character. Mm. But if we can easily look at a man and say, and we all do, what makes a man sexy? His confidence. Mm. then why do we think that it's our bodies that make us sexy to men? Mm. And so I get that that men put that out there, but as much as we want to say, well, guys do that, and so that's what we go to, but maybe if we weren't putting it out, it wouldn't be that. Like, we have the power to change that. Mm. So It's kind of like we just all need to come together as a team and do exactly that. Mm. I just well, you're I the, don't believe you're the, in neutralized genders. I agree with you on that, but... Well, you're the second or third person that has mentioned. Classy is sexy. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're 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 teaching us today because, uh, you know, I haven't heard so many. I haven't heard women talk about men being sexy and the qualification of that or what the attribute is confidence. So it's quite interesting the 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 turn of the show in that sense because I think it's teaching men who are listening that. But you're saying that on the female side, we're not teaching that it's confidence. We're teaching that it's body type or something which is really not the way to go. Is that exactly. what I'm hearing from you? Yes. I mean, look at the way girls dress versus boys in every aspect of their life and all the different hmm. um, ages and stages. Hmm. It seems as soon as girls get to middle school, more is being shown. They've got the little shorts or the, you know, the pants that are tighter with things written across their butt. Yeah. Never going to happen in this house. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it's happening. And yeah. it's, I mean, these boys are young. That's what they're going to be geared to look toward. That is interesting, right? Because then men get in trouble when they look at a girl's behind, right? But she has words, pink, exactly. pink, or written across it, or something written across the behind. But we're not supposed to look at it, right? And so it's, there's some conflict there, isn't it? I hadn't thought exactly, about it. Exactly, but it's the being way you put, put out it. there. Now, I agree yeah. with responsibility and boundaries. I'm not like I. You had made this comment um, a few callers ago, and it was dead on. We are absolutely responsible for ourselves. Correct. No matter what. What we look at, what we think about, we need to take those things captive. Yeah. But we could help each other out. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So what would you say to a young lady or even, let's say, a mom who has girls that are uh, middle school or high school? Because that, that is a major issue. I mean, it was an issue in our house. But thankfully, our daughter was pretty submissive to us. But then all of her friends and some parents let their daughters dress uh, much more uh, scantily clad. And sometimes our daughter would, might even want to do that. And we have to say, oh, no, honey, that's too short. But she has a daddy and a mommy to say it. But some parents just kind of let right. it go. How do you deal with that in your world, Melissa? Um, I have a daughter the same age, and it's it's tough because her friends are doing it in lipstick and, you know, all this stuff. And they're almost out of elementary school. Mm. And, you know, we, we discuss it. I'm 38 years old, and I don't wear makeup. I never did. I don't mm. feel like it's necessary. It's not because I'm naturally beautiful. It's just I never got into it. And so mm. I kind of, you know, I I, I – I, show her how I feel of things, mm. and I, I give her choices, but when it comes to clothes, 
Yeah. That's not a choice because her body belongs to God. Yeah. That's God. Is it hard to find Christ? Is it so, hard to find clothes for her though? I heard, I've heard I've heard that from no, Christian women actually. that it's um, hard to find. It's really not as hard as a lot of parents make it out to be. Really, really. Okay. All right. Well, that's 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 interesting because I've heard the opposite from so many moms. Like you can hardly find clothes if you go to Justice or you go to these stores. Yeah, it's not not so much. I mean, mm. and I sew as well, but uh. you can get things made if you need to. It's I've never seen anything that I had to have that I just that was just a few inches too short for my daughter for mm. myself that I you know. Interesting. That I couldn't find something else that was, you know, acceptable. Well, thanks for having a conversation with me from Mount Airy, Maryland. I appreciate it, Melissa. Yeah, thanks. Let's keep going. Silver Spring, Maryland. I've got Tracy hanging on the line. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Dr. Anderson? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. So glad you're hanging with me. What are you thinking today on this topic? Okay, first of all, I just want to say I listen to your song. I get off there talking, and I love everything you guys talk about, and I love how you have <laughs> different days for different subjects. It's just awesome. Okay, Thanks. so this is my take on everything. Okay. I feel like women have a lot to deal with on a daily basis. I feel like we're entitled, and we have so many roles that we have to play. We have to be moms. We have mm-hmm. to be worker, work professionals. We have to be... Um, sisters, we have to be uh, wives, we have so much to do and sometimes you try to like find something that'll fit for every role and it's not possible, Mm. you have to be able to switch up, so sometimes you want to wear like after work go out gear, sometimes you want to look slightly sexy at work but then you're forgetting that you're you're misinterpreting your perception your ideal, how you want people to perceive you Right. so I feel like People need to learn how to find this balance. Right. And it's so crazy because at work the other day, I was just there, and they were talking about this girl who was really, really, really sexy in something she was wearing. The supervisor, the female supervisor came to her and said that she looked inappropriate, mm. yet the male supervisor said everything was okay. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> what are you, like, getting two different perspectives here for same, for similar <laughs> level people. Right. So it's Right. Right. That's got to be tough. I mean, and in church work, because I'm a pastor, right? And we have a big stage and a lot of people. And sometimes maybe uh, there's something on the stage that somebody's wearing something that's just maybe a little too short or a little too tight. Or when they do dance, you got to make sure that they're covered. But those are always those kind of conversations that are not everybody doesn't agree. Some people are like, no, it looks great. You know, and others are like, and sometimes it's the women who are like, uh, no, she needs to go change. You know what I mean? <laughs> And then I have something else to say, piggybacking, piggybacking onto that. I was listening to Pastor J.A. Jenkins. He's one of my, you know, I really like his, his pastoral style. And he was talking about the older women in church, how they uh, have this kind of, I guess you can say they're hating. You know, I don't know that's uh, a typical term for it. But okay. they were like, you know, not really happy that they no longer have this kind of body or they no longer uh, have this form or they can't wear high heels, or they can't, you know, look like how they used to look anymore. So now they're saying that this is ridiculous, and uh, that you shouldn't be wearing this, and X, Y, Z. But uh, honestly, when you were that age, you were wearing that <laughs> And I, I don't understand why now all of a sudden somebody else is wearing this. So there's, it's a big deal. So there may be a little bit of jealousy there. Because I can't yes, rock those high yes, heels the way I used to rock those high heels. But, uh, yeah, technical term yeah, may be the, hating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 
I hmm. was just saying to myself, it's so ridiculous because, like, once upon a time, you were that age and you were doing that. Right. Like, I just, it didn't make any sense to me that all of a sudden this person yeah. was doing it and now it's a problem. Well, Tracy, thanks I for hanging with me. I appreciate it today, okay? Well, thank you so much. My pleasure. I got to confess something. I mean, uh, so I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I know that there's a lot of uh, a larger gay community there. I happened to be out in public, and uh, I was with a friend, and we were having a beverage, and everything was cool. It was a social event. And I looked over, and there was this guy looking at me. So I just figured, okay, there's a guy looking at me. Hello. You know, and then I turn back to my friend, and we're talking. Five minutes later, I look over. The same guy is looking at me, but he's looking at me like I'm a piece of meat. Right. And that's like the first time I was really like feeling a bit uncomfortable. So then a couple minutes later, I look over. He's still looking me up and down. And in that moment. OK, listen, ladies, for one minute, I can identify with you for one minute. I was like, is this what it feels like to be a woman? <laughs> you know, like because this never happens to dudes. Right. Right. So but I felt like, oh, my gosh, I feel so uncomfortable. I think this person's undressing me with their eyes. And I thought. Is this what pretty ladies are always dealing with? So, like, how do y'all deal with that? I mean, people just looking at you up and down all the time, and you're just trying to be you. You're just trying to be normal. How do y'all navigate that? For me, I was just like, I think I need to get out of here. I mean, I was like, this is kind of embarrassing. It's kind of uncomfortable. And I didn't want to look back because I didn't want to look interested. I didn't want to look mean. I mean, you're navigating all these feelings in your own mind. It's all in your own brain. But I thought, man, times that by 10 where women every single day are being looked at like that. So anyway, I just want y'all to know it happened for a nanosecond, and uh, that was my moment of identification. That's about it. Okay, there's my confession. 888-432-7434. I got Gina on the line in Fairfax, Virginia. How you doing, Gina? I am good, Dr. Anderson. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging. What are you thinking? I have three points. I will make them all. Okay, go. Oh, no. I am so sorry. Gina, please call me back. I'll get you right away. I think we may have hung up on you by accident or your phone uh, disconnected, but I do want to talk to you. Okay, let's go to Destiny in Alexandria, Virginia. Hi, Destiny. Welcome. Hi, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. I got about a minute here, but I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I just got in the car, and I want to respond to the lady that I just heard that was talking about the um, late the older ladies in the church kind of being envious of like the younger ladies and right. their body and all kind of things like that. Right. And I just feel like um, at this point, like there has to be like still a standard within you know the the Christian church. Right. And it doesn't mean like you can't you know dress in a way that you feel you know good about yourself or anything like that. But I do definitely feel that a lot of the fashions of the world have made it into the church, and we are identifying a little bit too much with you know the fashions that come and go and right. the bible talks about modesty it's right so, like odd this morning on the way to work i was listening to the scriptures where it talks about the women dressing modestly now that's very subjective right um because my modesty might be someone else's but i think we all know that our bodies are a temple and yeah. that we are to reflect christ well let me and let so me just i can't be a, let me just mm -hmm. jump in right there because you do make a great point about modesty, and it is a bit subjective, especially with culture, but you're absolutely right. I got to run to my break. I'm so sorry, Destiny. Thank you for calling. When I get back in three minutes, uh, Gina, we, I think we hung up on you, so if you can get back to me, that'd be great. Otherwise, I'll grab one other person on the other side of the break. I'll be right back. 
2017 has been a crazy year in the mortgage industry. The Fed told everyone they were going to raise rates. Interest rates were expected to rise. And then the unexpected happened. Hey, everyone. This is Mike. And this is Brian of Fellowship Home Loans. And what we've seen so far is the perfect storm, something we rarely see in the mortgage industry. We've seen some of the lowest interest rates in history and some of the highest home values ever. Usually it's one or the other. But this combination has created a perfect scenario for anyone that's looking to do something with their mortgage. Whether you want to take cash out for home improvements, pay off debt, eliminate PMI, or consolidate loans, now is the time. Give us a call today at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Come and get your loan, Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NMLS number 60134. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Why do public opinion surveys show discontent with President Trump's handling of the economy at a time of record highs in the stock market and record lows in unemployment? The new Gallup poll gives Trump his highest ratings on the economy, but still shows a clear majority of voters disapproving of his economic record, despite the steady growth in the 10 months of his presidency. This reflects a liberal tendency to put ideology above practical results, but it also reflects continued discomfort with aspects of Donald Trump's polarizing public personality. The president should avoid public feuds and distracting Twitter storms while focusing on the jobs and growth agenda that got him elected in the first place. Meanwhile, his GOP colleagues in Congress must pass tax reform to keep the economy booming while giving the administration the credit it deserves for sweeping deregulation and pro-business policies that are producing real results for the American people. I'm Michael Medved. Relationships take time to develop. That's about as insightful as a dog in a sweater. Thank you. And in the next Adventures in Odyssey, Connie wants to know what Mitch really thinks of her now, which means... A compatibility quiz. This could be a very painful process. Oh, what? Ah, paper cuts. Sorry. Join the fun as Connie and Mitch make some surprising discoveries about each other. You ready? I hope so, because it's the next Adventures in Odyssey, right here on this station. Wednesday night at 8 on WAVA. A few words for a successful life. Always ask why. Why? Tell the truth. All the time. Why? Write thank you notes. Eat right, sleep right. And exercise. If you don't like your job, change it. Why? Be creative every day. Take a fun trip. You don't always have to do things fast. These motivating thoughts from Randy Pausch's last lecture remind each of us to live our dreams. Can I go now? My dog wants to play. Oh, yeah. Play with your dog. And with your kids. Motivation. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. One oh five point one FM WAVA. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of And we're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and we're about to land the plane. But before we do, let me go right back to the phone lines. We are talking about womanhood, femininity, and female sexuality. Let's go to Germantown, Maryland, and talk to Christina, who's on the line. Hey, Christina, how you doing? Hi, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for calling. What are you thinking? So, uh, first I want to say this is an awesome topic. <laughs> um, it really caught my attention. Um 
I'm a mother of two young girls, mm-hmm. three and five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband is African-American. I'm Latina. And mm-hmm. my children tend to get a lot of attention for being exotic looking. Mm. Um, I hear a lot of comments about, oh, they have the good hair, um, yeah. the good skin tone. And I struggle with that. I don't mm. take it. You know, I, I always appreciate any compliment that is given. Yeah. However, um, as a mother and as a woman of God, it is very, very important for me to let my, my daughters know that you are beyond your looks. Right. Um, you know, we can get into, God forbid, if you get into a car accident or something can happen. Yeah. And if you rely on your looks, yeah. then what do you have? Your character is everything. Yeah. You know, we understand that as Christians. Um, but to, I think I, what I wanted to use this platform is just to encourage everyone to be mindful of the message that we give to our children. Um, yeah. And when we sit there and we say to our little girls, you're cute, you're pretty. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, you're so pretty. And if they don't hear that after a while, that can actually might affect the way that they view themselves. So yeah, finding yeah. other ways to give compliments. You're so smart. You're a problem solver. Yeah. You know? and, and, and that what it does is, and I'm also a teacher, um, allowing the children to see that there are other things that can identify them as a person right. outside of just what they look like. You know, that's really, that br- that's so really wise. Important. Yeah, that's really wise, Christina. I'm so glad you brought it up. Thank you so much. I'm going to let you go, but let me just double-click on what you said. The idea of giving affirmation, not simply uh, for the physical, but also for the mental, the intellectual, and the other personality traits is important to bring balance. I used to tell my girl, I still do, you're beautiful on the inside and the outside. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. Let's see if I can get one last caller in. Anonymous from Rockville, you're on, and I've got just about a minute what are you thinking? Hi, Dr. Anderson. Thanks for taking my call. I am a large woman. I used to be much, much larger by over 100 pounds. Mm, okay. Once I began losing weight, I noticed I was picking up attention um, on certain parts of my body. My waist got very small, but I was still big above and below. Mm-hmm. And because I've been big for such of my life, the attention I received mm. was almost unsettling. I oh, wow. never felt so objectified. Um, and, and it was unwanted um, attention. And ah. I, I'm very active in church. Right. A lot of men in church who were married. How did you deal with it, Anonymous? And, um, I, well, I hate to say that I probably ignored it because at first it didn't click that this is, <laughs> you know, you're being objectified. Right. It, it, just, it just did not click. And it was like, am I supposed to like this? Right. And, um, you know, after a while, you know, I've, I've always covered up um, as far as my dress. Yeah, uh, and, and I guess after a while I had to address it, and sometimes even women, right? Even women will give unwanted attention, you know. So these look at their single. Sure. Woman, you know, hey, anonymous, but, listen, I gotta, I gotta bring the show to an end. Give me a final comment. Um, ladies, address where whoever is making you feel uncomfortable, because they might not know. There you go. There you go. Let me pray us out right there. Lord Jesus, thank you for that word of wisdom. Continue to give us wisdom in Jesus' name. Thank you. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.